Come with us down the rabbit hole. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. As we explore the odd and esoteric. If my answers frighten you, then you should cease asking scary questions. This is the AU Radio Underground Files. mayhem. The lore and practices surrounding our closest solar neighbor are as mysterious as they are odd. This week, we look into some of the rituals and legends that have sprung from mankind's relationship with the moon. Joining me tonight is a familiar cast of characters. From our lunar observation deck, it's Joy. I'm looking for the werewolves of London. Werewolves of London, table two. (laughs) He stole the telescope and is currently looking for the the lunar rabbit it's hell oh don't 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 let everybody know what i'm doing he doesn't believe in the moon and is disappointed that we're all government sheep it's travis at the controls <laughs> i'm blaming all my life problems on lunar cycles instead of taking real accountability i'm hannah these are the underground files and in celebration of the blue moon this month we thought we'd talk a little bit about well the moon the moon <laughs> <laughs> so so hi guys uh how are we all doing with this weird like october 1st full moon that just knocked everything out of sync i mean i'm i'm still i i still can't get over the idea of blaming the moon for all of my problems instead of taking accountability that's that's the real move this month i think <laughs> i mean there are two full moons this month so I'm just saying, if I'm extra super crazy, it's not my fault. <laughs> nope. It's just lunacy. It's just- <laughs> Joy wins. We can all go home. The podcast <laughs> is over. I'll just write notes for everybody. Please excuse me. I had lunacy. <laughs> have you tried leeches? <laughs> right? I'm sorry. You have ghosts in your blood. Try cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, if you follow us on social media, we did post a little article, uh, I think yesterday or the day before, about the moon rabbit, which I thought was a fun place to start. Like our man in the moon, the moon rabbit is a lore that is focused around patterns that humans have ascribed to the craters and shadows on the moon. And I think it's really adorable. (laughs) Not gonna lie. Um, my favorite is from the Buddhist tales. Uh, there's several different, a bunch of Asian cultures have lore about the rabbit in the moon. My favorite is the Buddhist tales where it's monkey, otter, jackal, and rabbit that they all kind of resolve to practice charity on the day of the full moon, believing that it would, you know, give them great rewards. And they come across this old beggar man, and he's asking for food. And so the monkey got got fruits, the otter got him fish, the jackal found a lizard and a pot of milk curd to give to this guy. But the rabbit, all he knew how to collect for food was grass, because that's what rabbits eat. So instead, he actually threw himself into the fire to feed the man. Aww. Um, However plot twist the man was actually uh sakura which i believe is one of the buddhist gods or one of the you know very revered spiritual person 
And so the rabbit didn't die. And he was so touched that the rabbit was willing to sacrifice himself to feed a stranger. So he painted the likeness of the rabbit on the moon uh, as basically tribute to the rabbit's sacrifice. And that's also a, a big part of where the mid-autumn festivals in China and Vietnam and stuff like that kind of come from. The personification which, of yeah. legend. Which is which is why you'll see uh, mooncakes sometimes look like rabbits, but they still call them mooncakes. Yeah. Which are very tasty. Very tasty. <laughs> I love them so much. Um, I feel like that's a lot... Um, it's a whole lot cuter than just some dude in the moon. Right? Like, why couldn't we have just <laughs> a, a rabbit in the moon? We just had to a, have the man in the moon. Just a good, good rabbit. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of different, obviously, like I said, tons and tons of different lore revolving around rabbits in the moon. There's actually a Mesoamerican legend, like one of their gods, they're, they're actually the moon goddess in Mesoamerican cultures, uh, some of them. They're not all the same. I don't want to lump them all together. But one of her symbols is a rabbit. And so like, even in Mesoamerica and stuff, uh, they think of the rabbit on the moon. So how did everybody else manage to manage to do that? And we're just like, ah, because we think that men are superior to beasts. Uh, something, something, something. Pride. Something, something, something. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> anyway, I thought I thought it was super cute. It is, and I think what like uh, so for the mid autumn festival, one of the cutest things is. Um, so you you take teacups and you place them in in uh, tables in the garden, and then you pour tea and chat, and you wait for the moment when the full moon ref, uh, reflects in the center of the cup, and then you're supposed to drink it for for luck and and things like that. And I think that's one of the cutest, probably little full like moon rituals that I'm that I'm aware of. And it it has to do with the jade rabbit again. That's adorable. I want to do that. I know, right? Can we just, like, do that? <laughs> I mean, this is the right time of the year to celebrate the mid-autumn festivals. It's end of September, beginning of October. I think it's... I mean, it, it kind of depends, because it was based on it's, the... It's on lunar calendar, yeah. yeah it is specifically the Chinese lunar calendar. Yeah. So, but it's, like, mid-September, early October. So we're right in the right time to celebrate that. Yeah. It is fair. Lunar calendars are wild, though. Dude, lunar calendars are wild. <laughs> Especially since there's so many, and they're so often used for, like... Like, I mean, we use the Gregorian calendar for most things, which was adapted out of the lunar calendar system into solar. Yeah. But, uh... Oh my gosh, I'm looking at pictures of mooncakes right now, <laughs> and they are so They're cute. delicious. Oh my gosh, there's, like, little... The ones in Vietnam are, like, little little dogs or pigs or something. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, keep going with your lunar keep calendars. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize until I started looking into it that there, uh, so some some uh, countries have their lunar calendars start right after the full moon, I think it is, and others it's after the new moon or the first crescent. So I was like, oh, not even all lunar calendars are the same. That's even more confusing. Uh, there's, there's so many variations of it. And I mean, a lot of times that's, uh, there's a lot of, um, festivals and religious holidays and things like that that are uh that are based around a a specific culture's lunar calendar and yeah they're kind of all over the place um some of the so depending on the the, the type that you're using to um 
it'll depend on how accurate it is because uh there's a specific one i'm thinking of and i can't remember what that one was called but you lose about 11 days per year with that specific one as opposed to what i can't remember how much the the gregorian calendar actually loses but it's nowhere near that much I did some deep diving a couple months ago into like weird lunar calendars and how to try to like determine when it starts versus when it ends. And it was very complicated. There was a lot of math involved in that version. I gave up very quickly. Lunar calendars, man, they they are so weird and they're so specific to whatever area they're in. Like you mm-hmm. were saying, they don't all start at the same place. They don't all end in the same place. But that's how we determine when Easter is. I mean, yeah. I thought it was just the second Sunday. Nope, it's it's actually uh what is it? The first first full moon after something. Huh. The, I'd have to look it up again. Well, that would make sense though because Easter is based off of uh Ostra and, yeah. and a lot of a lot of those Celtic and pagan holidays were based around moon cycles. So that is not surprising. You would think for somebody that went to a Catholic middle school that I would know this, but I don't know anything about it. I, I always thought that it was just based on a specific day of the month. Yeah, me didn't, too. I didn't actually. I don't know. I don't know anything about Easter. Yeah, it's it's based on the the uh, a lunar solar calendar, which is I think similar to the Hebrew okay. one. Yeah. Um, and and I want to say that it's the it's like the first full moon that occurs after the the March equinox. Okay. But then, uh, then it, it also on they lump a Sunday in there too, which throws it a, a, even further out of whack. <laughs> it's just confuse everyone, right? I just confuse it. I've seen some really cool uh, like lunisolar calendars, though, like some some cool designs for them that uh, we're trying to create variations to like the standard calendar that we use. Neat, uh, not entirely practical, some of them, but it was really cool uh, to see. Okay, so yeah, so it is Easter always falls on a Sunday between the 22nd of March and 25th of April. This is the the newest rules for it within about seven days after the astronomical full moon. Oh my gosh, that is so confusing. Just just pick a date. <laughs> that would be too easy. That would be too easy. <laughs> right? Tuesday is always on a Sunday. No, it's not. I'm... Yeah, in, in 725, the rule was the Sunday following... The full moon, which falls on or after the equinox, will give the lawful Easter date. Wow. So, you know, we just... <laughs> this is what happens when you try to use lunar calendars and then throw days in, in it, too. No, this is what happens when the church <laughs> takes things and tries to make them work. And tries to make them fit yeah, in. Hey, yeah. Make your your own holidays. Stop stealing everybody else's. Oh my gosh. You cannot pander to everyone. Oh, but they can. (laughs) Well, they can try. They can certainly try. (laughs) But uh, I was actually having, kind of off topic, I was actually having a conversation with somebody the other day about why the days of the week are like, uh, because the days of the week are based off of a lot of different cultures. And, yeah, and I was like, it's probably the church trying to not alienate a bunch of people because they're like, oh, see, we have this day that's named after this god, and this day that's named after this one. So, like, you all, see, fit guys, in. we're cool. We're cool too, right? I know a whole lot of them are are Roman. Based. A lot of them are, yeah. But there's also a few Norse-based ones. Yep. Um, Thursday. Thursday. 
And Wednesday was actually Woden's Day, if I remember correctly. I think so, yeah. Anyway, fun little myth that I found about the moon relating to the moon. One of the oldest stories uh, explaining why we say the moon is made out of cheese. And it's from Serbia. And it's a folktale about a wolf that was chasing a fox. And the clever fox convinces the wolf that it should go for a better snack than the poor fox. Because, you know, the fox is lean and gamey. And there is a block of cheese that lies at the bottom of the pond. And all the wolf has to do is get to it. And it's just the reflection of the moon. But the wolf drinks from the pond until he bursts. (laughs) Oh, no. That's kind of amazing. I'd never heard that before. Yes, I, That's I thought it was absolutely hilarious. That's awesome. Uh, and, and according to, well, you know, the site that I found the story on, <laughs> which, you know, takes that for one in a while, it's one of the oldest stories that reference the moon being made of cheese. Nice. I, I kind I of love that. I was like, oh, that's delightful. I think one of my my favorite moon stories is uh, Kansu. Uh, he's a he's an Ooh. Egyptian god. And you don't hear a ton about him. He was associated with Thebes, I want to say. I think that was where he was most commonly worshipped. Anyway, he uh, became addicted to gambling. And so when he he was gambling with Nut, the their goddess of the sky, uh, in a game of Senate, and he uh, actually lost five days of moonlight to her. And during that time, she was able to give birth to her five children in secret. Oh, uh, which, this one. Yeah. yeah, and it's really kind of cool. It's like dude just kind of gets addicted to gambling, and and you know the goddess pulls one over on him. I mean that's that's really excellent though. Can I, can I just say, it, it, Egyptian mythology in regards to cycles of like the the earth and of of time and stuff are so wild yeah there's they're so ridiculously weird and i love oh my gosh the 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 daily cycle of ra rising Mm -hmm. in the sun and then dying like going to the underworld is amazing like there's so much lore involved in that constantly and all the stuff he has to do to fight his way through to make sure that he can rise to the sun again the next day really intense like really intense like some of the most intense legends we should do a whole episode on egyptian mythology oh yeah really do would love to come back and visit that at some point yeah Yeah. in 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 it, with the options to go big or go home, like Egypt just took the go big and like just ran with it. Just ran with it, like, yeah. Really. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So this month, we mentioned before, is a blue moon, which doesn't happen a ton. I, I think there's like one or two maybe every calendar year, but not. I think so. I, I know we at least get one. Yeah, it kind of, I mean, it. I think there are some years we don't get any, but because usually it's one full moon a month, and then occasionally you'll get one extra. And some years you'll get two extra, but mm-hmm. and then some years you won't get any. Yeah. I, I believe. So, and this year is actually a year where we had two blue moons because we had another one back in March, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is really weird and really cool. And this time, the blue moon is on Halloween. I mean, come on. I mean, you can't go wrong. This year's no. Halloween, it's it's a, the end of the month. It's a Saturday. 
It's a blue moon. Big spooky. I'm so mad that we're not going to be able to like go do stuff because this is this was the Halloween that everybody was looking forward to. Yeah, like, like it's a Saturday. It's going to be super spooky. Like it's going to be the greatest time. And honestly, you know what? We're calling it this year. Halloween is all October this year. <laughs> Absolutely. If you don't agree with me, you can come fight me. You know where to find me. <laughs> <laughs> For legal reasons, that's a joke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then at the end of November, we've got a, a lunar eclipse coming. It's just a penumbral eclipse, but uh, November 29th through 30th, we- I believe North America is going to be able to see it, but yeah, we're gonna we've got a lunar eclipse coming at the end of November too. There are so many astronauts. Like, oh my god, it's it's a little bit unsettling on some levels. Yeah, how much is going on? And also, so not only was October first moon a full moon, it was also a harvest moon. Yes. Um, and then we have a blue moon. I there's so many lunar phenomena happening this month and into next month i it's astonishing <laughs> and we've talked about it in the past about you know the the connection with the moon with different cultures and how the moon is so important because it's the most prominent feature in the night sky of course every culture is going to draw inspiration from it and build mythos and stuff But even beyond that, the moon influences so much on our planet from tides to crop cycles to everything. It's an astonishing thing. And there is scientific backing to the whole, like, the cycles of the moon affect people's moods and stuff. It's not as, like... I mean, we are 65% water, so that kind of makes sense. Yeah, no. it's It's not quite as, like obvious as oh the the full moon drives people crazy but it would be i i I think i've read stuff regarding there being like um studies done that show that people's driving is worse on full yeah like weird there's there's an uptick there's always an uptick in er visits Mm -hmm. during the full moons uh there's actually a study i read and i can't find it right now but it, it was something about like hamsters during the full moon are much more active like they'll run <laughs> oh wow they'll run a lot more on their hamster wheels during the full moon than they do any other time of the month oh geez i need to ask my sister if her little rats do that now i'm curious <laughs> <laughs> well and an, and another thing that a lot of people aren't aware of is um the moon's gravity actually causes small ebbs and flows in the continents called land tides or solid earth tides Ooh. Um, and during the full moon and new moon uh, is when these are most noticeable. So, like, the continents shift based on whether it's a, where the moon is. That's super neat. I feel like I've heard the term land type. Yeah. It's been a bit. I completely forgot that that was a thing. Well, I mean, the, the pull of the moon, the gravity of the moon causing the tides in general is one of the major building blocks of life on this planet. Like, without the motion of the water, like, life would have just stagnated. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a reason why the moon is so important in every single culture globally. Yep. <laughs> and a, and a, a lot of, and 
part of that, what causes those land tides is most people don't think about it, but during the full moon or new moon, it's uh, the sun, the sun and the moon are either aligned on the exact same side of the earth or on opposite sides of the earth. So there's, there's some, you know, shifting in whether it's gravity or what it is uh, again, astrology or astronomy, not my biggest knowledge area, but uh, that has a great deal to do with it. Earth tide. Hmm. The displacement of the solid Earth surface caused by the gravity of the moon. Yep. <laughs> That's really cool. I had to look it up. I've, I've never actually heard of that. Before. Yeah. Most people just think about the water as far as tides, but yeah, it actually affects the Earth too. That is insane. I mean, not insane like I don't believe it because I absolutely believe it. The, the, the moon and the Earth are in a constant dance of gravity they they both pull on each other so it makes sense that the moon would also cause shifts in earth's gravity and the land tides and stuff like that it's pretty cool i love it i should have should have pulled out my old astronomy textbooks read through some that would have been smart i need to remember that astronomy (laughs) i mean all of this is assuming that you believe in the moon correct (laughs) yes I mean, yeah. if, you, if you just believe it's just a base up there with, you know, that they just stuck up there, then then all of this is just, you know. Or just a hologram. Oh, but didn't you know right. the moon landing was fake? The moon yes. Landing was no, the moon landing was absolutely <laughs> fake. Don't, don't you see how the flag just, like, doesn't move? That's, like... There's no stars in the sky, though, in the pictures, guys. It can't possibly be real. <laughs> I'm making my, myself mad just saying it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want to know. I mean, we've talked about flat earthers and stuff before. I want to know how people who don't believe in the moon thinks think the tides work. Like, like is it a is it an underwater generator like a tide? Oh, yeah, pool? Is that absolutely. What it is, but but like it's existed since before technology, like. <laughs> I need to know. Th- I have questions. You want to know what the moon deniers believe? I do. I want we'll, we'll have to, to do an episode on that. One of these. It's things. just aliens, guys. It's just <laughs> aliens. Oh, is that what it is? It's the secret alien base in the Mariana Trench. <laughs> That's what controls the tides. It was sent here, at, like prehistoric times. To yeah, this, at, it's the same time that they built the pyramids, you know. As, as a science experiment to see how they could influence life on the planet. We cracked it. This is not what this episode was about, but it is now. This is the only reason they haven't sent more people down into the Marianas Trench. And not because it was super difficult to get people down there, but because they found things and they're not allowed to they're not allowed to, to <gasps> one. It's the same reason why you can't go to Antarctica. <laughs> yes, because it because the ice shelf continues indefinitely. Yes. <laughs> One, I would just like to say for the record that I have the hardest time not calling it the marinara trench. <laughs> like some cheese with that spaghetti. Trench. Every single time I try and say it, that is the that's why I always pause before I say the name because I have to verify in my head. Second. Speaking of finding things, I was going to save this for a little later in the episode, but I feel like this is a good segue. (laughs) Did you guys hear about the frozen dragon that they found in Canada last month? What? 
care to care to explain okay so now that i've set you up with my clickbait article it's not actually a dragon (laughs) i know it has been described as the frozen dragon of the north winds it was found in alberta like way north in alberta and it has a wingspan of 33 feet so taller than a giraffe guys big it is a type of uh pterosaur but it's oh, okay. but it's not the same type of pterosaur that we have found consistently it's um gosh i have the article but they they believe it's actually a new type of pterosaur called i'm gonna say it wrong oh no i'm not they're calling it cryo dragon the frozen, frozen dragon. dragon that's so dope and it's one of the largest pterosaurs that they have ever found fossils of. That's rad. I'm so here for it. I don't like that it's 2020 and we're finding it, but mm. I'm so here for it. Or did you miss out on the fact that they just finally figured out how to extract DNA, like viable DNA from critters in amber? Oh, I, I mean, I feel like you know. I heard something. They just, yeah, that was just like this last week. They were like, hey, we Guys, figured it out. We like Jurassic a, Park people, come on. I was like, there is an too. entire movie series franchise about this, guys. Oh, God. Leave it alone. <laughs> this is not the year for it, okay? <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, so, yeah, I thought that was really cool. I found that out today. It happened at the beginning of last month, and why it wasn't on every single news channel. Well, I understand because it's 2020 and there's way too much to talk about all <laughs> the time. Dragons. But dragons. <laughs> or at least the closest we've found so far. At least the closest we've it's, found. It's, it's an equivalent. So I I was super pumped for this episode, talking about the moon, talking about moon rituals and legends more around the world. And I was a little bit disappointed doing my research because... I mean, there, there are a ton of cool festivals that happen, and obviously there's a lot of really cool lore about, you know, the rabbit in the moon and the men in the moon and different legends revolving around the moon. But as far as rituals and stuff, everything I found was very new agey. Like, yeah. Well, ex- except for, um, so uh, the, the Hindu religion, um, they celebrate, uh, it's... Uh, Purnima, I probably I'm probably saying that okay. wrong in yeah. Sanskrit, um, and it's it's the word for full moon in Sanskrit, and so it's celebrated every month um, when the full moon occurs, and it marks the division in the month between the the two lunar fortnights, um, and so it's rel- I, I, I hate comparing them, but it's relatively similar to uh, some of the Native American ones in in that each each month's moon has a name and is dedicated to a specific god. Okay. Uh, so, and it's really pretty cool. I mean, so like for some of them, it's it's like their autumn harvest festival. The Buddha uh, Purnima is um, the celebration of the day of birth, enlightenment, and passing away of of the Buddha. And then they have a the festival of colors that a lot of people know about is celebrated on on one of one of these uh, Purnima. Um, so they have like every month it's a little bit different. Okay, that's really cool. Yeah, kind of kind of dig that. Like 
that's the kind of stuff I was hoping to find just so much more of. But by and large, the problem is is we've lost a lot of culture yeah. throughout history. And and Rome has several or had several festivals that that the maybe not the full moon, but the that the moon played a part yeah. in. Um, but they had so many uh, like gods and goddesses, mostly yeah. goddesses of the moon well, too. Know, so that they're they're different these I know days. That, like in in Greco and Roman cultures, they did have celebrations specifically for the moon goddesses because that's just a thing that they did. Yeah. Um, they had. Fe- I mean, the Romans specifically took any chance they could get to party. We talked about that. <laughs> Those guys knew how to throw a bacchanalia. Like, <laughs> <ooh>. <laughs> <Do> that. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of the readily available sources online are very much, like, focused on a very modern take for stuff. And it's yeah. all very, um, it, it feels very cut and cut and paste for a lot of yeah. the same Yeah, a lot of the stuff that I found felt very much, like, just more similar to celebrating... Beltane or Sawen or any of those where it's like oh yeah you can build a fire and here's some herbs that you can burn and here's the foods that you can eat to celebrate the full moon and all this stuff and I was like okay but like I want to know more like right like yeah well I mean at least among the Romans um the Kalans were the uh the first day of the month and uh it's signified the start of the new lunar phase so on on the uh on the on the first new moon uh you know they would start the next month Uh, and that was i believe dedicated to juno i think that sounds right yeah i I, they have so the the romans had so many they had luna juno um shoot uh darn it now of course i'm going to forget all of their names (laughs) i mean there's so many of them, it's hard to remember yeah. them Yeah, Celine, um, and I want to say that another, that they they, they had an, another specific lunar phase in their calendar as well. But I mean, Kellens is where we get the word calendar from. I feel like I knew that, but then like forgot that. I am, uh, I, I want, I want mooncakes. They're delicious. I, I want them like right now. Like I want to just go buy a bunch of mooncakes and eat them. Yeah, this, so Iwajimaya is in Seattle, which I usually go to about this time of year, uh, has a fantastic mid-autumn festival like mooncake setup oh. where you can just get all the mooncakes. <gasps> We're going to be in Tequila <gasps> on Monday. By all means. Yeah, by all means. We should see if they have an amazing assortment usually every year. We're gonna get so many pastries while we're up there. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! We're gonna get so many pastries. Circling back to something from earlier, um, because I I had been doing a ton of reading on Egyptian mythology and Egyptian deities a while back, and I felt like uh, Thoth. I I never actually know if I'm saying his name right. Um, or at least about that version of his name. But I think he has a moon association as well, or at least, or at the very least, like the cycles of the moon. Um, yeah, because he's partially... a, he's like a time god. He and he and the other one that I mentioned earlier are yeah. are often, um, Thoth is considerably more uh, well-known, and he eventually yeah. took over, kind of took over that, that, fa- that, that moon portion as mm-hmm. well. 
Yeah, like they, they well, apparently the, the Greeks really, really ran with that uh, association of astronomy with him, uh, apparently. <laughs> the Egyptians were just kind of like, science! And the Greeks were like, no, like, no, like, space though. Like, like, that specifically is his thing. But like space. Um, then again, I mean, it's the Greeks. They, they did whatever they yeah. wanted. <laughs> Yeah, because I think I think Thoth, because um, he's like god of uh, science, judgment, and I want to say wisdom, wisdom and um, writing and stuff like that. Yeah, and I, I believe he specifically uh, was responsible for the measurement of time, mm-hmm. um, where Kansu uh, I think was responsible specifically for guiding the moon in its correct measurement, as far as like making sure that it stayed where it needed to be, yeah. so that time moved forward. Something to that effect, yeah. but they were both they both they both had a big uh, impact at least amongst the Egyptians on time. Yeah, and yeah, then we forgot about to and just were like, oh, Thoth, yeah, that guy. Like, yeah, whatever. Let's, Who cares about that? <laughs> Which is like they're all the same, right? I'm, yeah, he's he looks like here he's credited with making the the calculations for the establishment of of the place of everything in space. Yeah. Um, not necessarily the actual day-to-day guidance of said things, but the general calculations. He's basically an engineer. <laughs> basically. I, I love it. I we Okay. We're, we're off topic. Again. We have to I'm do sorry. an episode on Egyptian mythology. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently this is something we really need to talk about. Apparently. So, uh, do you guys have more moon stuff? I'm, yeah. uh... I've just got a lot of stuff about different moon goddesses and, and things like that, but most of them are Greek or Roman. Fair. I, I pretty much had my spiel on, on, on calendars, and that was, that was about it. Well, I think then, I think we're, we're wrapping it up. Um, if you guys listening in at home have any cool moon myths, lore, legend that you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post it to our Facebook page. You can send us a message on Messenger if you want to remain anonymous for whatever reason. We know the government is watching us. That's fine. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to us uh, rabbit trail, as it were. (laughs) (laughs) We have fun. And we'll catch you next time on The Underground Files. You've been listening to AU Radio Underground Files. Music is provided by Cubby, PurplePlanet.com, and Bensound.com. Views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Adventures Underground. AU Radio Podcast is a production of Adventures Underground Copyright 2018 All Rights Reserved. If you'd like to contact the show, follow us on Twitter at AU underscore radio, Facebook at AU Radio Podcast, Instagram at AU.radio, or you can email the show at podcast at advunderground.com. You can also support this show and all the shows on AU Radio by becoming a patron of the AU Radio Network. Find us on Patreon as AU Radio at Adventures Underground. You can help us create this podcast and soon several others with as little as a dollar a month. Thanks for listening. Thank you.